0: The talk for tonight, um, first night, I asked you a tough question, which is, are you sure that you know him? Last night we talked about um, what Jesus says, knowing him and following him looks like, and tonight my talk is, assuming you know him, how do you navigate? Um, this is the practical. Part. How how do I even begin to navigate that relationship? Um, and there's two things. Well, really, there's a I lot of it. things, what but I have two of perfect. what I think are the most important things for you to know. Um, Firstly, is the Bible and Scripture. And all my PCS friends roll their eyes and go, of course, yes. Um, but hopefully you'll hear it a little differently this time. So here's my embarrassing story. Um, when I was in high school, I made money playing video games. For those of you that know the professional video game world, you know teams like Cloud9 and TSM and Echo Fox. Um, I got to play versus a lot of those teams back then. Um, they were way better than I was. Uh, but here is my routine. My junior and senior year of high school, when I actually started to make something of this ability to play video games really well, um, I would get home. Uh, let me, I, it's, my days weren't like 24 hour days. So I would wake up in the morning at like 6.30, right? Get ready for school, go. Uh, my friend Sam would pick me up in front of my house and he would drop me off at the Waffle House by perimeter. Um, and then I would wait for my parents to go to work, and I would walk home because we lived on Old Alabama. And I would go straight to sleep. Um, I would wake up. I would leave before they got home, and then I would meet Sam again, and he would drop me back off at home. Like I went to school. I went to school 80 days in my senior year of high school. Um, <laughs> which is not good and isn't allowed anymore, but somehow there was a pull back then when that was possible. Um, now, here's the thing. I worked at Chick-fil-A at the time, and so multiple days a week, I would go, I would wake up, and I would go straight to work. My parents think I either went from school to work, but I went from home to work. Um, and I would close the store, and I would bring home like three spicy chicken sandwiches, every nugget they had left over, a literal gallon jug that I would fill with fountain coke, um, I would bring all of this and all of this songs home, and I would get home, and because I had slept all day, my team and I would practice from like 11 o'clock at night until 5 o'clock in the morning. I would sleep for an hour and a half, wake up, pretend to go to school, come back, sleep all day, rinse and repeat, right? You don't get that good at video games without putting an absurd amount of time behind the computer. Um, now, this is, see, it's not the way to do it, and I'm going to explain to you why. Um, because here comes the embarrassing carpet white story. One day, Sam couldn't pick me up to take me to school, so I had to ride the bus. Now, I had been up all night eating spicy chicken and sandwiches. Like I said in high school, kind <laughs> of a weird kid. I didn't shower that often. All I wore, I wore sweats and a sweatshirt all year, no matter how, no matter how hot it was, right? And so I wake up. Covered in like grease sweats from all of this, I've been eating. Don't take a shower, don't brush my teeth, just throw on my sweats, throw on my flip flops. It is like 95 degrees and pouring rain outside. Right? So I slosh my way to the bus stop and I look at the bus as it pulls up. The windows are all fog because it's humid and I walk in and this bus is. to the brim, baby. I mean, there's not a seat on it. No one wanted to sit next to Smelly Chase anyway. So I go and half-cheek it on like a a third-man seat in the back of the bus, right? I live close to the church, but we had to go through Doublegate to get to school. Most of y'all know. Some of y'all probably live in Doublegate. Um, We get in standstill traffic headed towards Johns Creek, right? I am sweating. I am tired. I am covered in Chick-fil-A grease. I'm uncomfortable, and then my stomach goes, <laughs> And I was like, that's not good. That can't possibly be good. I've never heard that noise before. And then it drops. And for those of you who have stomach problems like I do, you know the feeling I'm talking about where your stomach's like, you better run now. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I thought about not doing that because I knew I was going to lose uh, so, anyway, come back to me, come back to me But there's nowhere to run When you're on a bus instead So traffic is there When your stomach's like, take off and 5 Or, like, get up you like, I got nowhere to go Where do you want me to go? And so at this point, we're in the middle of double gate And I hobble my way to the front of the bus Like, praying prayers I've never prayed before Because I'm already not popular But I'm a senior in high school at this point. Riding the bus, which is already kind of humiliating, on top of that, we're about to have a messy situation on our hands. So I lean onto the bus driver and I say, Ma'am, I have a family friend that lives right there. I know she's home because she works at the church. I know she can take you to school. I'm about to poop my pants. I need you to let me off this bus right now. And she said, I'm sorry. I can't let you off the bus. It's illegal. Now, I could not make this up. I looked at her and said... I don't think you understand the situation. <laughs> there are two options right now. <laughs> you can let it off of the bus, or you can clean the bus. <laughs> and she looked at me and went, <laughs> <laughs> So I ran up to my friend Bennett's house, the Taggart works, if y'all know them, Woo! and on their door and was like, staff, please, please, <laughs> please yeah, <laughs> use the bathroom. And then oh. she took me to school, and I walked home because I was a punk. Um, this happens again. Oh, and it happens again. This is a three-part story. Next time this happens, I get on the bus. (laughs) Same circumstance, same no traffic. We get about a 100 yards away from my neighborhood, and I walk up with the bus driver, and I'm like, part two, I gotta go. And so I get off, and I'm running back down the side of Old Alabama, like this. Right? And my mom is heading for work. And she looks down, and she, my, my little brother Griffin, uh, y'all don't know Griffin or Grace, probably. Griffin, Griffin looks at me and goes, he, apparently, he looked at my mom and was like, Mom, you didn't look down that way. And so she sees her second oldest son hobbling toward her car, like, so she drives me you know, home me it's school And then I walk home again. Um, third time, we're not so lucky. Third time, hey, stay with me. For, me. for me to share this, I need y'all to be with me. Because this is like this is one of the worst stories I have. I still, I still, this is a true thing. Watershed doesn't make me ride buses because I get so much anxiety riding buses. I drive the vans because it scares me so bad to get on. Anyway. I'm like, messed up uh-huh. This time, I get stuck lying. on traffic. In between double and perimeter, there's no help in between there, no. right? And I'm sitting back there, buckling it and buckling it, and I make it like halfway to the bathroom when I get off the bus. And my body's just like, oh, ran out of time. <laughs> so I had to call my mom and say, Mom, I know I'm to I know I have a job, but I just pooped my pants my sleep, and I a Now you might be thinking, how is that in any way related to the gospel at all? Or how the Bible can stay with me? Or how the Bible helps you navigate. This is the truth I want you to learn in that story. If I hadn't eaten all of that Chick-fil-A at such a vast quantity, at not very high quality, for so long. My stomach wouldn't be in the place where it is now. You see, I went to a gastroenterologist, and he told me, buddy, your diet for the last two years has – and again, you can develop this. He said, you now have irritable bowel syndrome because of the way you've eaten for the past two years. Hmm. And I said, what? And he said, buddy, the things you consume change you. It changes your stomach, the stuff you eat. Like, I'm not a vegan, but I'd be a lot healthier if I was. I don't know if I hate myself enough to never eat meat. But I would be way more healthy if I, if I ate that way, right? Maybe I would cure my stomach problems that, that still give me problems. But my point is this, guys. What you consume changes you. And when we tell you that a critical part of your relationship with Jesus is spending time in Scripture, it's not just because this book has good rules. It does have good rules. But we believe in this thing called the Holy Spirit. That you don't have the ability to change yourself. God has to change you, and He does it in a combined work through the Holy Spirit and Scripture. And so, like eating all of that food and exposing it to myself constantly made my stomach worse. If you want to be more like Jesus, that's what being in Scripture does. It changes you. Um, can I make a scripture up there for that? Uh, Romans 12 too? Yep. It says this Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God. Um, what is good and acceptable and perfect That word transformed is critical because, because that's what happens When you spend time in scripture And by the way this is a principle that applies All across the board um, There's a reason that people tell you to be careful Yeah you heard okay, There was a song by Casting Crowns This isn't a part of my talk that, So I used to listen like a lot of you To 104.7 The Fish when I went to sleep at night I would have it on And there was a, a, a song by Casting Crowns Called Slow Fade It scared me to death as it did. like, it would come on, and I would turn it down. That and like the words, like this is this is an emergency broadcast. I'm like, you know, and I turned it down right away, right? But this song says it's a slow fade when you give yourself away. It's a slow fade. Something else and thoughts invade. Choices made. A price will be paid when you give yourself away. He talks about that childhood song we sing that's really terrifying when you think about it. Like, well, most of them are. Um, but like, uh, like be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, with what you hear. Because what you consume changes you. Um, and again, I'm not the type of person that's like, don't listen to rap music, or you're gonna become like a part of the devil. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is like, be careful about those things, right? Uh, my point in saying that is, some people take it too far. They're like, don't watch SpongeBob because they say, shut up on SpongeBob. Like, okay, <coughs> maybe that's a little extreme, right? Um, Hey. Man, Spongebob is a D-ray. Golly, really that lesson. Um,
1: so with the Bible and
0: Scripture, it changes you. Spending time with it is Taylor. more than learning Taylor. rules. It's Taylor. more than learning rules. It's something that changes you. My second point um, is people. Firstly, Scripture and the Holy Spirit. And secondly, people. Um, I have two sort of stories. Um, these are less funny. These are more sad. Um, So when I got married, you think about when you get married, if you get married, way in the future, right? You think about what your marriage will be like. You think about, oh, we're going to have dinner together. We're going to go to bed at the same time. We're going to wake up and be like, good morning. And then get ready, right? That's not how my wife and I's marriage was, right away. Because what I had been doing for the two years before that was living in Kennesaw with some of my best friends. People that were some of them bigger nerds than I am. And all we did was work, study a little bit and play video games like 14 hours a day, right? If you haven't gathered, I'm a video game nerd. I read and play video games, Other than, those are like my pastimes. I don't really go outside. Um,
1: but here's the thing, my friends
0: that I play video games with, right, I got married, and then I had this other responsibility. If I stayed up late, it wasn't just affecting me, it was affecting my wife, right? And so for the first six months of my marriage, I think my That's wife so and I went to bed at the same time maybe 10 times. Because we would, like, lay in there, and I'd be like, all right, you're going to bed, and then I'd go play video games until 3 o'clock in the morning with my buddies, right? Now, here's the thing. Not one of those friends told me, hey, maybe you should go to bed, because that's where your wife is. Like, you're a wife, right? Um, until I met a friend named Luke. Now, Luke is on staff at camp, and he's also new. Um, and Luke plays video games, too. He's, like, a football guy. He's, like one of, like, the biggest people I've ever met. He's, like, the lion. Um... But, but he got the video game thing that he was like, buddy, grow up. And I'm still struggling to grow up, by the way. Like, I woke up feeling sick today, and what did I do? I did the only thing an adult who's tw- uh, someone in their mid-20s struggling to grow up did. And I went and got a cherry coke this big, even though I'm sick. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. These people I <laughs> play video games with, these friends... You ever heard the phrase "birds of a feather flock together"? Yes. Or the phrase, man, this one scares me to death. Listen to this. This phrase, if this strikes anxiety, you need to listen because when you hear the phrase, "show me your friends and I'll show you your future," if that like strikes something in you, listen up because this group of friends. Don't don't get me wrong. The group of friends I played video games with, they love Jesus. Like a lot of those guys who were groomsmen in my wedding, um, but they're in their mid twenties and living at home. And all they do is play video games. And I began to realize something's different here. Your priorities are different than my priorities. It's not that I'm not going to be your friend, but I maybe I need to cut down the amount of time I spend with you. And so what I did is Luke confronted me and he said, buddy, you can't play games like that. Like if you have to pick between video games and your marriage. And, I, and this is a serious thought in my head. I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to miss video games a lot right and so I did with Luke's counsel I went and I quit video games for six months I didn't touch a video game and well the first thing I thought was like I was still so busy I was like how the heck did I have time to play six hours of video games a day and the answer so staying up till 3 o'clock in the morning when I should be sleeping right Um, but I began to realize if I want to be a better person and again, I'm not saying don't be people's friends because they make bad decisions. Jesus ate with prostitutes and tax collectors. But the 12 people he surrounded himself with were people he was leading who were of the same mind except for one, right? Um, <laughs> another thing about Luke. Luke hates gossip. I am the opposite. Y'all heard the phrase like, spill the tea? Yes. Right? I yes. hear over in the corner like, no, uh, no. hey, y'all hear this tea. And I'm like, oh, mm, delicious. <laughs> like, no, there's no, there's no truth to it. Hey, stay oh. with me. That's a laughing thing. That's a laughing thing. But I never realized how harmful that was until I talked to Luke. Until Luke explained to me the poison that gossip is. <laughs> And how it puts barriers between you and everyone you know. Because here's the thing. If I sit with Luke and gossip about someone we don't like, I go home and wonder, I wonder if Luke talks about me like that. And now there's a barrier in your relationship. And not only that, but like the Lord hates gossip. Like we talked about love last night. Gossip is the opposite of that. Like it it, it defies that type of love we talked about. Because you might even love the person you're gossiping about. Which begs the question, do you actually love them at all? Um, and so people are important. Can I get the Proverbs passage up here? <coughs> um, it says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Um, remember that phrase, man. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Um, like my friend Chris and I had that conversation as we were up at 3 o'clock in the morning playing video games. And we looked at each other like... <laughs> Should we stay friends? Because I don't know if we're helping each other out right now um, because we enjoy the same things that are harmful. Um, but this doesn't just go for your friends. This goes for your, your mentors and the people that speak into your life. Um, think about my story, and I wish I had time to like, give you all my whole testimony. Um, when I was 20, my parents kicked me out of the house. Like, straight up, get out, you're done. They were like, the end of the summer, you're gone, and if you're not ready to go, we're literally putting your stuff on the curb. We need you out of our house. Um, I'm 25, so that was like a little over four four years ago. Um, That's where I was with them then. I don't know if I have ever disagreed with people more than I have disagreed with my parents, but then I lived on my own and had my own bills to pay and got married and realized what it was like to love someone more than you love yourself. And struggle to do that And have a job And balance responsibility And the, the older I got The more I looked back on what my parents said And man, I know y'all don't want to hear this But one day you will look back And go, man, my parents were right about Darn near everything um, And that's biblical It's like, hey, listen to your parents Jesus is pretty clear So that's one person Your parents are wiser than you think Um Keep counsel with the wise and you'll become wise. Your leaders here are wiser than you think. Um, it, it is odd for me to like sit up here and I remember being in middle school and thinking I knew everything I'm 25 and I think I know everything and I'm going to be third like, there's this weird trend of <coughs>
1: always looking back on yourself and being like dude that was such an idiot two years ago and then
0: two years later you're like was such an idiot two years ago and it like cycles on right? and so keep counsel with wise people because they'll remind you you don't know everything and they're the wise people you should be around they'll be willing to tell you that they don't know um, so the man those are the two points i have so man I, I guess in conclusion firstly thank y'all for keeping your end of the deal i had like nightmares about this weekend about y'all just like talking the whole time and i'm like speaking to the back wall and davon you know did um, that scared me to death um, there's a part of a hymn i want to share with y'all um That that's not like young people typically aren't that way but like I love hymns because there's history to hymns and hymns were usually written out of a place of suffering like just like adds to the death I love the poetry the anyway there was a woman named Amy J. Flint that died in the early 1900s who had this like chronic condition where she was in pain 100% of the time like excruciating pain like her body was basically decaying while she was alive um and she wrote one of one of the most beautiful hymns I think I've ever read. Like it, like it brings me to tears every time I read the whole thing. Um, and she wrote this: "Imagine being suffering like that in writing something like this." She said, "His love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power, no boundary known unto men. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he giveth and giveth and giveth." And giveth, and giveth. Um, I hope you remember a couple of things from this weekend. Firstly, I hope you remember that he loves you. Um, And because you know he loves you, I hope you know you're you're worth more than you could possibly imagine. Mm. Believe that. Because sometimes the world's going to tell you everything different. But if you believe he loves you, it's actually possible to believe that you're worth something. Um, Remember that, that this gift of grace costs you nothing. But it costs him everything. Because um, he died for it. And, and remember that you don't deserve this gift. Not even a little bit. None of this is something you deserve. But if you deserved it, uh, uh, we wouldn't call it a gift, would we? That's why we call it grace. Um, guys, really, its it's been an honor to be here this week. And I don't get to do stuff like this often. Um, and the funny thing about being the one up here talking is you often learn more preparing your talks than... Uh, y'all learn hearing them. Um, so I've been blessed by this process and blessed by all listening to me um, and hopefully learning something from my ramblings. Um, so I'm going to pray for y'all. Um, but before I do that, I want to challenge you. Like they said on day one, man, you don't get very many of these. You don't get very many of these retreats. and You don't get musicians as talented as Ryan or Jesse very often. Um, and I'm Man, I'm Just about as, like... In, in, perimeters of the Presbyterian Church, we call it frozen chosen, um, the type of people. I'm about as frozen chosen as you get, right? Like, when I'm worshiping, I'm like, how great the chasm that comes between us, I high the mountain, but not the <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing, man. Like, the Spirit's been here in a cool way this weekend. Um, and, and we're going to worship one last time here at the end. Um... It, man, if it, he's met you in a cool way this weekend, don't do short don't shortchange God the opportunity to get glory tonight um, when you're worshiping, because um, He showed up in, in a in a cool way even even for me this week. Um, so I'm going to pray for you, and then we're going to be worshiping together, and then pull time or smogger time, time. Hopefully, you're not happy the smogger slogger the really pool. That'd be a, a cool leader thing to do. Anyway, um, <laughs> Father, thank you for this weekend. Um, thank you for giving these guys a heart to listen and laugh. Uh, laugh with me and cry with me. Um, God, I'm, I'm humbled and blessed to even be here during this. I hope these words have been yours and not mine. Um, and God, I pray for safety tomorrow as we go back. If anyone's feeling sick like I am, that they would feel better. Um, and God, I pray that this wouldn't end here. Um, that as you promised, a uh, work you've started, you're going to finish. Um, and I, I pray that that would carry on and you would be present and that this wouldn't just be a spiritual high of a retreat, but that, that what has happened here has been real and would continue. Um, that these guys would seek you through your word, um, find people who are wise to walk with them, that they would grow and, and have the joy of knowing you. Uh, we pray this name.